your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right. Happy Monday. I just remembered and turned the Facebook Live on as I see Brad standing here in the dark. Brad was in court all day. Were you on court all day? Well, not literally most all day. Most of the day, yes. Court, most a, of the day. In, co- a, in a dark media room in back of the courtroom. Uh, today was the first day of the... The uh, Eric Sackett trial. Eric Sackett, yeah. Eric Sackett trial. We were, gonna, we were just going to probably like have you come on every day and just give us a little update on right. how it's going. Today, not like the most... Well, it's the start of the trial, so they had to find a jury today. Okay, can you, uh, you know, they they had to find a jury, but let's let's back up and just, you know, who is Eric Sackett and why is he on trial? All right, Eric Sackett from Lacrosse. He was arrested last year. Uh, you have to basically go back to June of last year when a woman named Erin Samvali, also known as Erin Bushek, uh, disappeared, and her body was found several days later in a lake in Vernon County. And it took several weeks before there was an arrest in the case, and uh, a man she had had a relationship with for a time, Eric Sackett, was charged. He was arrested in August of last year, and now we are at the trial stage, starting today before Judge Elliot Levine in La Crosse. And uh, there was a pool of 67 potential jurors brought in today, and that has now been narrowed down over several hours of of interviewing the jurors, asking them about different issues, uh, what what they know about the case. Uh, it's down to 10 men and four women. And they will hear the case starting with the opening arguments tomorrow. So in one day, they, they get the full jury? Yes. It's as simple as now that. Now, it's the 14 people will listen to the case. Two of them will not be in on the uh, deliberations when they actually get to the point of having to reach a verdict. Do you... Do you get to see the jury members go through? We get. We sat through the entire uh, selection process, hearing the jurors and seeing them. Did any we of them are come? not allowed to tell you who the right. jurors are. We can't show them. We can't use their voices out of privacy concerns. Did any of them show up as like Princess Leia or anything to get out of jury duty? Nobody. <laughs> if you no, watch the show, nobody did something. Uh, no, nobody did a corporal clinger kind of thing to try to get out of jury duty or anything like I'm that. Doing, I'm but doing. I'm doing a thirty rock. But bit they there. did ask at the end, how many of you would would have volunteered to be on this? Nobody volunteered. You know, in this particular case, well, it would be weird if you did, right? That would that it, might that, send well, you out the door. Would, you probably wouldn't get on the jury if you were volunteering to get on. Jury. They should all raise their hand, and maybe that, they want to be on this. No, no. I mean, but that's one of the things is people generally don't like to be called for juries. But it is something that uh, if if they call on you, and it's never happened to me. I'm, all these all these years I've I been did in la- courtrooms. I, d- I did last year get called in in Minnesota for jury duty, and then they settled or whatever. Right. They that happens a lot of the time. It happens in many cases, even murder cases. Uh, post, you know. Homicide cases can be settled, but more often than not, and we don't have that many murders in the lacrosse area, so generally they do end up going to trial, but it might be a year or two after the initial crime, and that's what's happening in this case. And the uh, trial could take until the end of next week. Now, his his defense, do you know his basic defense? There are a couple of different defenses. Uh, there is one defense theory that uh, the victim committed suicide and that they're trying to figure out, well, who would have put her body in a lake then? 
or was she trying to drown her? You know, there there are all sorts of theories. All sorts of theories, and there is another theory that someone else may have committed the murder. But uh, this will all be played out uh, in the uh, questioning and in the witnesses who were called in over the next several days. Okay, and what can we expect tomorrow? Tomorrow will be the opening statements and then the first witnesses. Of course, the uh, the prosecution starts off with the witnesses. They are likely to, to call in the police uh, with the uh, evidence, for example, uh, talking about where they found the concrete blocks that were tied to the victim's body in the lake. And uh, also, there are uh, something that will not be admitted in the court, and this was a decision made by the judge a few weeks ago, is uh, evidence that was... Uh, that was uh, not discovered necessarily, but inspected by sniffing dogs. That will be ruled out. But uh, there are other different uh, types of evidence that will be brought in. It'll be the prosecution first, and then defense will call witnesses. And so this will take the better part of two weeks. And Eric Sackett, has, he's been in jail before. He has been in jail before. And that's, that is uh, the prosecution theory, is that... Uh, the victim had threatened him or was threatening to make an accusation against him that would send him back to jail. He had already been in prison, and their theory is that he didn't want to go to prison again, and that is yeah, why a motive for this? murder. Yeah. Um, why was he in jail before? You I know? don't have that in front of me. You don't have that. I no. thought for sure you would have that. I, I, don't I, I will definitely have that. I have friends in town that, that do know him. Yes. And um, I could have asked them, too. I guess I just it's kind of a touchy we'll, subject. We, we so. will get we will get around to that as um, the trial progresses. In the last now, obviously, murder trial doesn't happen often, but I feel like it wasn't too long ago. We did this. We did, we had a murder trial uh, with the, the it is about once a year that we have murder. The, trial. What uh, you're thinking? The pipe through the, the pipe, window. They, that is basically the last large murder trial we had in La Crosse County, which was almost two years ago now. And then it when, was late, uh, you know, 2017. That was the. Uh, Yes. And then the one before that, would that have been the shooting on the, was it the South Side with the Central High student? That was uh, already I know, I know like that three was years, years ago. ago. Yep. The, the, the shooting was 2015. And uh, okay. that shooting uh, taking place in 2016. Did did I miss any? I mean, that's three. That's well, one well, a year. No, well, no. I mean. <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, I'm there, just saying. There, this... there are a number of them. I mean, there, we yep. had four murders in 2012, okay. which was unusually high well, for lacrosse. Sure. But. Uh, but well, that's I'm just I'm I know so, how your memory so works, is, so I'm just like I'm once, grabbing about once a year once in La Crosse yeah. County that we are lucky to not have more than that. Well, I'm saying since the central shooting, the yes. central student murder, and then that the uh, I don't know the guy's name with the through the window, right. the the pipe through the window. Yes. What was his name again? You know, I don't <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking out that because we uh, we talked about it earlier today. Oh boy. Um, somebody will know. You can text us 608-785-7914 no, I mean, and I'll Google we, it. We will I'll get back to you on that. But well, it's, it's fine. It's, like, it's not that big a deal. But what, yeah, well, I, what I'm saying. It is a big deal because that was the last big murder trial we had. But what I'm saying is there has there and been more. And then there more... has also been, uh, there was a shooting earlier this year, the St. Junius case. Oh, That is right. still uh, waiting to be heard. Uh, the, yeah, this is cab. one of those cases where they're still trying to find a. Uh, that was a stabbing, wasn't it? Not a shooting. It was not. Yeah, right. It was not a shooting. It was a stabbing in a, inside a Seventh cab Street. after a fight. Yeah, that Seventh was Street in January. Man, they're always so baffling when you know, like, really, that's what that's we really that's murder. Like for that, you know, I just I don't hard to right. hard to fathom sometimes and wrap your mind around mm-hmm. it. And that's why this is pretty interesting. 
sad and interesting because, you know, they only happen once in a while. So Yes. All right. Thanks, Brad. Okay. I know you're going to run right to the computer and try to figure out that one. <laughs> um, I don't think Brad watches 30 Rock. I was doing a 30 Rock joke there. Todd Kenhammer. He got it before he even got out of the room. He had one leg still in the room before he thought of it. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. We're going to hit news right now, and then we'll come back and maybe talk about what Governor Evers did today or is going to do, what he announced today. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Kick Brad out of the studio now. Brad's going to be in court all week. I'm sure he's super excited about that. If you want to text in again one more time, 608-785-7914. So some news from Governor Evers today about guns. Guns, not my uh, not my favorite topic because I guess it's not, not that it's not my favorite topic. It's just that guns, the the, the Anything guns doesn't affect me in terms of my owning a gun because I don't really own guns. I've shot guns before and I've shot shotguns before. And I had a BB gun growing up, but Evers today said he's going to call a special session. And I think he said he's going to keep calling special sessions until they get somewhere with gun legislation. Uh, Part of that is quote-unquote, red flag laws. Um, I think also background checks, but it's kind of interesting. He's trying to get people to, we're going to pass some gun laws here. We need to you know, make some advances on this, and we're going to keep coming back. Uh, if you listen to the show last Thursday, we talked about our legislature in Wisconsin and it being a, a full-time legislature, but... They're only in session four months out of the year. So it's kind of funny when when Evers says, hey, we're going to call a special session and bring everyone back. I don't feel bad because uh, you're only in session for four months of the year. So like, what is that? <laughs> Eight months out of session. They, they're still working and talking with constituents, but they're not actually, quote unquote, in session. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Talking text line. Yep, Greg that uh Greg texted in Todd Kenhammer. Yeah, that was the trial we had last year. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Um Brad remembered that right before he he literally had like one foot left in the studio and he's like, ah, Kenhammer. Um Brad, is Brad slipping? We should maybe worry about Brad Williams a little bit. If he can't remember a murder trial from a year ago that he sat in on, and he's supposed to be this guy that remembers everything. It's not actually how it works. If you give Brad a date, he can tell you. Like a lot of times you give him your birthday and he can tell you uh, something significant that happened that day. But I feel like Brad might be slipping a little bit. Uh, we're going to go to the phones. Caller, who's this? Eric. Hey, Eric, go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering about this uh, murder trial is going on here. This, uh, this guy is supposed to kill this woman and drown her. But anyway... I read Lacrosse Practical Club this weekend. I bought their Sunday paper, and uh, Jordan Vianne wrote an article about the whole thing. And if I was a defense attorney, I would ask the uh, jurors 
when they're selecting jurors, if they read that article or not, because she had him tarred and feathered and sent up the river with her statements about his whole life with, with information that's not allowable in court. Now, if anybody read that thing, Jordan Ryan is the one who did all this crap to uh, make his... I don't even know if he's innocent or not. Guilty or not, I don't know. But she biased the case. If anybody read that thing, I, if I was a defense attorney, I would ask them if they read that. Because that just had this guy hung out to dry, period, with all his chance of defense, self-defense what, whatsoever. What was in the article? Are you saying there are unfactual reports in the article? There, there was stuff in there about his background and stuff that was not allowable in court, supposedly. But well, I don't know how that works. I'm not sure how that works. But she certainly had him tarred and feathered, ready to go to jail, hung up in a tree, and not. So you don't, it wasn't convincing? It didn't sound, from what you read, it didn't sound convincing? It sounded like to me she had him, it sounded like to me she had him hung and dried, period. Hung out to dry, this guy hasn't got a leg to stand on, or nothing. That was the way I said in the lacrosse, tricycle club, i.e. lacrosse, if you own. And that's what they are. They're a bunch of liberal hacks. Now another thing, you got Governor Everest here. He Hebrews. wants to uh, take your guns away forever. Not well, sure. he barely got into office by a sliver of a vote, and now you got the most liberal governor. Governor, oh, I don't know. There may be a question between Doyle and him, but this guy is way off his locker, man. This guy, hang on your wallets, folks, because you're gonna miss. You're gonna need it. Anyway, thanks for sorry, sorry I ran so long. But anyway, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Eric. Hang on to your wallets and apparently your guns. Uh, because the liberal governor is coming to take both of them. I don't even use a wallet anymore, nor do I have cash. Hang on to your credit cards. Uh, a lot there from Eric. So he apparently read an article somewhere, and it was very convincing that Eric Sackett, who's on trial for murder, probably will be found guilty of murder, according to what he read. So that means the article is a liberal hack, or the the where the article was. Seems to me that if I read an article and it just gives me background information on a person, that's convincing to what that person is like and maybe what that person did. You know, I think what he's saying is if the jury members read this article, they would be convinced maybe leaning one way or the other, leaning towards the fact that he's more guilty than not, but that's why there's a trial. When Ken Hammer was going through trial, I think you could see a lot of the things like that. A lot of the things that he was saying or his defense was saying didn't add up with a, a pipe falling off a truck and going through a window and impaling his wife in the truck. And, uh, some, yeah, just a lot of that was like, yeah, that sounds pretty far-fetched as opposed to you just pulling over. And Anyway, it's always weird to talk about uh, murder because obviously somebody was murdered, so you're trying to be sensitive to the fact that somebody is not on this earth anymore and somebody is going to trial. This person isn't guilty at this point, Eric Sackett, so I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Um. But what Eric was saying, I think, is what he read, that article seems to throw him under the bus. And maybe that's the case. I think when you when articles are written, 
they're just laying out the facts. Here's the things that are happening. It's if, unless it's an opinion piece, as you know, something like Scott's comment. Scott Robert Shaw does a Scott's comment every day. It's on our website, wisdomnews.com. Just find Scott's comment on there in the pull down menu. Uh, that's an opinion piece. That's Scott's opinion. Obviously, it's like a column in a newspaper. If it was on in a newspaper, it'd be on the side. It'd have his mugshot. But obviously, it lives on our website. And, you know, that's that's his opinion. And, and a lot of people, a lot of times uh, online, people disagree with his comments. And uh, it's always a, a fun little battle to, to see those comments online. And speaking of that, I think that's where we'll go. We'll go to Scott's comment. We'll see what he's got to say. I haven't, actually haven't heard this one yet. So uh, I'm going to go... And you could check it out online. I did start to read this last yesterday, but now I forgot what it's about. But we're going to check it out together right here on Wisdom. Scott's comment coming up and then the news. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914. The Better Hearing Center talking text line. Hard time determining if I like Pearl Jam or Stone Temple Pilots better. I think Stone Temple Pilots is easier to sing to. Talked about the Sackett murder trial a little bit to start the show. We're going to bring Brad in here. We're going to just run Brad into the in and out of here every day uh, to give us updates on that. Uh, The other big news today was that Governor Tony Evers is going to keep calling the (laughs) legislature the legislature into session to uh, do something about gun control. Eric from Sparta called in and said, the always the easy talking point, he's taking our guns. He's actually not doing that. If you want to get mad at somebody for taking your guns, you can get mad at stores for taking guns off the shelves, but not all the guns, just certain ones. You could guess which ones are getting taken off the shelves. On 2015, Walmart took AR-15s off the shelf. Uh, I believe Dick Sporting Goods did that in 2012 after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Um, Walmart also took ammunition off the shelf just recently, I think last month, early last month. They were going to stop selling handgun and short barrel rifle ammunition nationwide. The same time, Walmart said that they would ask people to not open carry guns into their stores. It wasn't something they could require because it's the law. But they just, you know, hey, don't carry your guns into our stores. Don't open carry guns. Uh, a couple years ago, when Mitch was host here, he brought his son in. His son had bought a gun that day, a handgun. And I believe he had it. He didn't have a concealed carry, so I believe he had it open carry. So it was, I believe, under his, you know, his arm or whatever on a holster. And it didn't take long for somebody to call and say, hey, somebody's walking around downtown with a gun. And then the police came to talk to him. And the first thing he did was try to take his gun out of the holster to, to show the officer 
you know, like maybe something a lot of us would do when we're nervous. I have a gun. I, this is the day I just bought this gun a couple hours earlier and uh, probably a little nervous about walking around with it. But also this is how you're supposed to do that. And then the police come, hey, I want to talk to you. And you already know what the police are there for. And you go to take the gun out to show the cop. It's not loaded. It's it's fine. And the cop is like, dude, don't. Don't touch your gun. Don't. Don't go for the gun. And you could just imagine any other instance. Uh, if it was a different city, maybe a different situation, a different person, you know, with a gun under their arm. Uh, what What could have happened there? If you want to invoke some privilege there, you can. <laughs> Uh, you could also give credit to the La Crosse Police Department for not making any rash decisions about somebody who was, you know, not sure of the law or not sure of what to do. Uh, it was great too because then he came in and he sat on this in the other side of the chair that I'm in, and when Mitch was doing the show, I was in the corner producing the show, and so the gun was always pointed at me, which made me super comfortable uh because the way it was in the holster under his arm <laughs> was just pointed straight back so i'm like oh good this handgun is pointed at me someone who loves guns and the whole time it's uh just pointed right in my direction um but I, that yeah that was a really interesting this kind of story he told and situation he had to go through and luckily nothing came of it it was just a learning lesson for a I think 20 year old kid who just bought a gun and didn't quite know, you know, some of the consequences of just having that gun on you that people can see in a city that's not really, this is in Texas. People aren't really used to seeing people walk around with guns, open carry. <laughs> I don't even know if they're used to, I mean, are they used to that in, in some of those other states where, I mean, a lot of times uh, gun owners want to rebel against you know, certain, maybe like what we're doing now in Wisconsin is trying to get our legislative body to act on some gun control laws and they just refuse to do so. Uh, but like the, the protests are then people carry open carry guns all over town. Everyone's got a gun, which also seems really just kind of scary. 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, Somebody asked about Eric's condition, whether he's been drinking. No, I don't think so. Eric gets fired up about stuff. Uh, another text from Tom. I think he's just talking to me there. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to the phones here. Caller, go ahead. Hey, Eric, again. One more time. I'll keep it sharp. No, that's fine. Go ahead, Eric. Uh, do you think anybody who owns the AR-15 is a criminal? Uh, uh, my, my second question is, well, my reading of the Cross Tribune Sunday's paper, there's an article by Vince Hatton there, feeling sorry for people who voted for Trump. Tell Vince Hatton, he can turn his uh, contempt for people who voted for Republicans on himself, because the guy is a phony as they come, another left-wing liberal hack, uh, with a Bible in his back, pocket, for God's sake, God forgive him. Thank you. All right. Uh, 
I think he was asking me if I think people that own AR-15s are criminals. No. People that shoot people with AR-15s, criminals. Uh, do I think AR-15s are necessary? Not especially. I always wonder what the defense is about, you know, having the general population own any, pretty much any gun that they want to own. You know, I, I know there's stipulations there, but uh, I have a friend who is very against, you know, the quote unquote taking our guns. And I'm just like, well, what's the alternative here that we all arm up? You know, his, his whole argument is we got to keep, we got to keep ourselves armed just in case the government tries to do step out of bounds here on us. We need to, to overthrow the government. We're all going to need to be armed. (laughs) And of course this was a a Facebook argument because that's where these arguments start. Facebook, the detriment to society. And I was like, well, what, what do you think is going to happen if every citizen arms up to overthrow the government and maybe the government doesn't think they're wrong in whatever it is that we're arming ourselves for? I mean, are we going to take down the, the Abrams tanks and the drones and the drone strikes? Like, what's going to happen? It doesn't matter how many people we have. We're not going to uh, be able to AR-15 our way out of fighting the military. Like, there's, I mean, back in the day when there weren't tanks and helicopters and drones and you know when the military was throwing gunpowder down their barrels and stuffing the gunpowder and that's what the citizens were also doing because the citizens were basically the military uh that would have worked because it would have been even essentially i guess it would have been easier to overthrow a government when the government's using the same weapons you are but i don't think a lot of us have drones with computer targeted missiles in their garage ready to strike in case the government gets out of hand. It's just a kind of funny concept. Like we need to keep our guns because the government. Bah. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think that I don't think it's gonna work like that. And then the whole take they're not taking our guns anyway. That's like the the whole argument here with in Wisconsin, Governor Evers wants Universal background checks. He wants our government to pass legislation on universal background checks. I don't see... Is that a big deal? I don't I don't really... I, okay, if, if somebody wants to get a gun, they're going to have to pass a universal background check. Sounds good to me. Uh, he also wants to implement the so-called red flag law, which people always argue about because that just means anyone can call anyone and say that they have a gun and they shouldn't have it because they're a danger to me. Well, that's not how that works either. There's a couple of steps before the uh, police come to take someone's gun under the red, red flag law. Uh, 608-785-7914. Trying to read text on the fly and then... Uh, Phil says, you should tell the Taliban and the Viet Cong there is no way you can fight against the U.S. military. I guess. I mean, did they have, were, should we have been over there anyway? <laughs> Was there a goal there to, to overcome? Like, did we want to? I don't think we had drone strikes. I don't think we, I guess the, 
the tanks wouldn't wouldn't work great in Vietnam. It'd work great here though. Where are we gonna hide when the government tries to to take us and we arm up? Phil, are you saying we we have a chance? Because in Vietnam, the U.S. couldn't win that battle <laughs> because they were hiding. It was harder to. I don't know. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. I'm. It's not like the worst argument. I just I don't think that. Uh, it, it, a, it'll never come to that. That's silly to even think of. Think about like our own government fighting against us. We have to overthrow our government, so we have to uh, arm up. We couldn't arm up enough. If the idea that that's ever going to come to that scenario is ludicrous, which is part of the reason I had the argument. Like, what are you talking about? We got to stock up our closets with AR-15 so that just in case the government comes to fight us or somebody else, fight me. Fight me on it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Phil said, I'm not interested in buying a gun. Why does Evers need to do background checks on me? I don't think he does. You're not buying a gun. It's not It's not everyone's being background checked. Uh, go back to the phones here. Caller, go ahead. Yeah, but the, the issue is that, you know, a lot of people who are um, extremely conservative who listen to uh, radio talk show hosts and TV talk show hosts that fan the flames of conspiracy like this, um, they they wholeheartedly believe that the government is going to somehow come and take your guns, take your ammunition, um, that, you know, this is a plot. And, of course, when Barack Obama was president, it's, you know, Barack Obama's coming to get your guns. And of course, uh, you know, there's that impending race war that's coming, and you got to be prepared for that. So you got to keep your guns and your ammunition. And there's people out there fanning the flames of uh, hatred and fanning the flames of uh, mistrust between uh, people in our society. And as long as we allow those people to um, be a majority of the conversation that we're having and uh, people are uh, listening to that kind of crap, we're going to continue to have uh, problems where we can't really have meaningful legislation because no one's going to um, believe that, uh, you know, uh, a criminal background check is just a criminal background check where they might think, nope, we're going on some government watch list so they know who's got guns and they're coming at us. So, again, uh, we need to have just a little bit more uh, intelligence um, with our uh, um, you know, our politics and make sure that uh, we don't uh, succumb to all this hyperbolic stuff that we hear on uh, radio stations and uh, TV stations, uh, especially the cable networks. And Twitter. <laughs> and Twitter, right? I yeah. mean, we we got to get back to some common sense uh, conversations without people, you know, circling the wagons and, and uh, talking about conspiracy theories here. Um, I, I, I just don't believe that the uh, average American citizen that is looking at this logically uh, wouldn't say that uh, universal background checks are not a, a, a good thing. Um, it has nothing to do with trying to get a, a list of people who are carrying guns so you can go get their guns. It has everything to do with making sure that people who shouldn't have guns don't have guns. 
Sure. All right, Darren, thanks for the call, man. Yep. Uh, we'll go back to the phones uh, or not. Okay. guess we won't go back to the phones. 608-785-7914 if you want to call in here quick. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be back in just a sec here on Wisdom. Like I said, real quick, real quick break. I tried to answer that phone call, and then they hung up again. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Phil did text, what does universal background check mean? And essentially, it's a proposal for universal background checks would require almost all firearm transactions in the U.S. to be recorded and go through a national instant criminal background check system, closing what is sometimes called the private sale exemption. Essentially, you can't go to a gun show and buy a gun without going through a background check, which I think you can do now. I'm not an expert on this stuff because I don't buy guns, but I think that's the loophole. All right, back to the phones. Who's this? This is Daniel. Hey, Dan, go ahead. Hey, um, real quick question for you. Do you really think that the criminals that are already possessing guns and shouldn't, the felons, the scum of the world that... Even gun owners feel those people should not have guns. Do you really think that those folks are going to go through any universal background check? Do you really think they're going to abide by those laws? Do you think they're going to wake up and suddenly think that, oh, my goodness, I should, I, should be, I should obey that law. I should go get a background check before I get a gun. Well, you'd have to go really through happen? You'd have to go through a background check to get a gun. So then they would have to attain um, the gun illegally, which is probably what they're doing if, now. If I was a criminal and you were a criminal, do you really think either one of us is going to go to a gun shop and do a background check so that you could sell me a gun? It'd be harder to get a gun, wouldn't it? If No, it would not. Not for the criminals. The criminals are going to break the law no matter what laws you put in place. So have no laws? No laws, then. That's saying have no laws, Rick. Come on. Come well, that's on. What you're smarter saying. than that. You're saying the but criminal, we shouldn't have laws. Punish because the law-abiding citizens that are out there for the criminal actions of a few. How is, yeah, how is going through... People. It's people. It's idiots. It's the mentally disturbed. Those are the ones that are killing people. It's not the gun. All right. I got to go. Kind of late, everybody, on the uh, the phone calls. But that's all the time I have, actually, for today. I'm sorry. We could continue this tomorrow, though. Um, we'll be back on t- t- tomorrow right here on Wisdom. Minute left here, just to wrap up the show. Uh, a couple of texts. Hank said uh, the caller before was saying, "Just have no laws. Logic is silly." Uh, Steve texted in. Now we can narrow it down if we had universal background checks and people couldn't just go to gun shows and buy guns. And now we can narrow it down to the black market and not Walmart or gun shows to purchase guns, which he says seems logical. Um, if we want to continue this. Tomorrow, give me a call, 608-785-7914. You know what? I might not be able to do that tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about meatless meat. In fact, that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Can't wait. Free food. All right, see you tomorrow.